0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Coach where we discuss college opportunities and cultivating habits. I'm Avalon. I'm Saxony. And I'm Katie. And we are academic peer coaches. We hope you're beginning to feel settled in your fall semester. Hopefully you know the route between one class to the next as well as a basic outline of your syllabus. So today we wanted to focus on the importance of memory and cognition, the works behind it all. We thought a good way to start this would be with simple definitions of memory and
1: metacognition, definitely for me at least. So First, we have memory. It's the easier one, as everyone is pretty familiar with memorizing. So, it is defined as the ability by which the mind stores and remembers information. Memory can also be defined as something remembered from the past, or a recollection of an event. And metacognition is less well-known. It is defined as the process of thinking about one's own thinking and learning.
2: Metacognition and memory are, in essence, the structures that make up learning. Here are some quick tips to maximize your memory and metacognition with your studies this semester. Let's start with memory. I like to use distributed practice.
0: For concepts to move from your short-term working memory into long-term memory that you're going to remember for years to come, it needs to be memorable and repeated. So you can space out your studies and repetition over a couple hours and days. If you study something for 15 minutes a day, you're going to remember it deeper and longer than if you study the same material for three hours straight on one day before the exam.
2: You can also link the knowledge to something you already know a lot about. Building bridges to well-established knowledge is exceptionally successful. You can do this by asking, how does this chapter relate to last week's lecture? I also like to connect what I'm learning to other classes or other things that I do in my life. That helps a lot. And especially as you get higher up in your schooling, as you start to become like a junior, senior, and all your classes are related it really helps you not only learn the new material, but also kind of remind yourself of the old material, just kind of making those little connections.
1: Another thing to do is to sleep on it. Your brain is processing and storing so much information while you're sleeping. Kind of a funny experience I had with this is way back in middle school, I had this math project where, I don't know, everyone was randomly selected for specific projects and I could not figure out this math problem. I couldn't figure out the pattern at all. And I just kept looking at it and there was nothing coming to my brain. So I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to take a nap. And I literally slept with the pages like right next to me. And in my dreams, I solved it. I don't know what it was, but I literally processed it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm enlightened. And I woke up and I wrote it down and it all checked out. It sometimes works out that way. So if you've been spending a lot of time struggling, memorizing and figuring out problems, a great way to increase your memory is to Review important information right before you go to sleep, even if it is just for a couple of minutes.
0: That's awesome. I love that. There's nothing better than taking a nap, first of all. So I wanted to hear some personal experiences from both of you. What have you found to be the most useful experiences or techniques to memorizing things? Because I know that you two probably have had some papers to memorize or poems or things like that.
2: So for me personally, I have to do a lot of memorization, but it's very different than your typical memorization. I'm not out here memorizing, like, math formulas or even the definitions of things. I'm memorizing 10-minute-long speeches. For this year alone, I'll have about an hour's worth of speeches memorized by the end of the year. So my memorization is a little bit different than what you usually experience in college, but I think some of my tips can kind of go over with that. It took me a while to figure out what works for me, but truly it is repetition it's kind of what we already talked about. If I try to go over a speech five times in a row, it's not going to work. By the time that I'm like reciting it for the fifth time, I don't remember anything. Like It's out of my brain. So I have to take breaks and take naps and sleep between memorization. And then it's a lot of connecting the next section of your speech to something. So I would remember the next line in the speech. There was one example and it was, so I was talking about a tree in the speech, and it goes from talking about a tree and like a reality TV show vibe. It sounds like such a weird speech, but I promise this is normal in the speech and debate world. And then it went directly into someone talking about Facebook. So I connected reality TV and Facebook to kind of remind myself of like what came next. So like drawing those connections throughout the entirety of the speeches.
1: For me, I've always had trouble memorizing things and I don't know if it's just how my brain functions, but if it isn't in the short-term memory, my long-term just like trashes it as soon as like, I don't have a long-term memory, I feel. So when it comes to college and my school experiences, I've had to like brute force write things down over and over and over again. I feel like I'm Bart Simpson where he's like writing down, I will not do this. and like, I don't know, just because that's the only way that I've found that I can actually memorize it long enough to, for it to be useful for me. An example is in high school, I studied for art history, and I had to memorize 300 pieces of art, including their dates, the materials, where it was created, the artist, and their background. Naturally, for someone probably like Saxony, are like, oh yeah, this art, was made by this person. It's easy to tell because this is their technique. I haven't memorized. I had to write down bullet notes and had to memorize them just by writing it down over and over again. So sometimes you got to do different
2: methods to get things to stick in your brain. So let's talk about this. Why do metacognition and memory work hand in hand? That's a fantastic question. So as we have
1: talked about at the beginning of this podcast, metacognition is thinking about our thinking. When we ask ourselves questions such as, How did that study session go? What did I learn today? And what can
0: I focus on tomorrow? We are tapping into metacognition. I like how you talked about that. Questions are really the most essential part about metacognition because they spark the desire to know more. And they also get us thinking about what we already know, what we need to learn in the future. So without questions, we really don't have learning. That means we wouldn't have memory.
2: A fantastic way to tap into this newfound knowledge is to simply write down one or two questions before each class period such as what is my professor going to teach us today or specific questions related to the topics you have been working on. As you hunt down answers to those questions, your interest in the topic will increase and your understanding of the knowledge will widen. Why don't you give it a try this week?
1: So we've covered some fun tips and insights today. We hope you don't stop here. Check out thousands of resources out there on memory and metacognition. The journey is just beginning. Just do a quick Google search on metacognition and memory and I don't know, you have tons of rabbit holes to check out.
2: To end today's episode, let's throw in some words of wisdom from the well-loved children's book author, Dr. Seuss. Sometimes you will never know the value of something until it becomes a memory. Thanks, Saxony. And with
0: that, we're going to have a fantastic week. We'll catch you next time on Coach.